Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. Welcome to I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, 10-year NFL defensive lineman, Lee J. Doosable. Mm. And I'm with my co-host, 13-year NFL wide receiver, six-time mm. pro bowler, Brandon Marshall, and also a 12-year running back, two times first team all pro, first team. LaShawn Shady McCoy, and also entering in Shibu. as a co-host today, a guy that was a number six overall pick for the Boston Celtics in 1996, was a three-time All-Star Mr. and Shimmy. NBA champion, as Brandon Marshall said, Mr. Shimmy Antoine Walker. And we got a great you show know, for hit, you hit guys. Hit it one time for today. us. Hit, hit it one time for us, Twan. They can't you, see the show. I know they can't, but hit it one time, Twan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm the right out. Out. Yeah, hit it. Ah. So, so we got a great show for you guys today. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies beat Golden State in game two. Final score was 106 to 101. And John Morant, what can we say? This man Sheesh. exploded for a 47-piece extra crispy. <clears throat> Eight rebounds, eight assists. He's one of three players in history under the age of 23 to score 45 points or more in multiple playoff games. I mean, the thing that I really like about this kid is the dog mentality he has, right? Kind of reminds me a little bit of Allen Iverson as far as the way he drives up in the lane and he's not worried about seven-footers in there. And then when we talk about NBA players who are scared to take shots in big moments, Ben Simmons. This guy in the fourth quarter. Get off my boy, Hey, man. I'm just saying, this guy in the Get fourth quarter. Two minutes left on the clock. Step back three. Under two minutes on the clock. Jordan Poole put him in a spin cycle. Made him touch earth. Floaty. Uh, so is this, you know, a situation, and I'll throw it to you, Shady, first, where we see maybe John Morant being the face of the NBA for maybe the next, you know, 10 years? No, he's he's the truth, man. He, he reminds me a lot of Westbrook being so athletic. Yeah. I think he shoots the ball a lot better at an early age. You know what I'm saying? He, he's a lot of game, man. He, the best thing I, th- I think about his game I love is he competes. Mm. He's a competitor. I mean, 100%. you see them guys, they don't have like a superstar on the roster. They got a lot of young guys that work hard, you know, that, that play hard. You know, yeah. he's like, he's running that team. He's the captain, man. He looks good. Yeah, the thing that I also like about him is that he seems like he doesn't back down from anybody. No, I mean, no. We saw it in game one, Draymond Green in his face. He didn't move, not even an inch, didn't give up an inch to him. And he also talked about, you know, the friendly rivalry he kind of has with Steph Curry. And we'll, we'll play that audio clip of him talking about that after game two. It was kind of a must-win game for us. And, you know, for me, um, I was frustrated with myself with, you know, missing that layup. In game one, um, had some, you know, friendly words with Steph. Uh, you know, after game one, he came to me and Jaron and said, it's going to be a battle. You know, we're going to have some fun. And I was able to, you know, return that message tonight uh, saying the same thing. So um, I always say, you know, this is my favorite matchup, uh, you know, playing against a guy like him, you know, a great talent. And, um, yeah, just going to be a battle. Yeah, I just love the mentality said this is going to be a battle. We're going to have some fun. I'd like to bring in Antoine Walker on this conversation. Do you I'm see... the NBA expert. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> Twan first. We're going to Twan first. We'll come back to you. But is this a situation where we can potentially see, you know, John Morant becoming the face of the NBA for the next 10 years or, or even more? I don't necessarily say he will be the face by himself, but he would definitely, he's definitely the most exciting player um, in the NBA, and that's already right now. He's a must-see TV. Um, you know, Memphis don't get a lot of national TV games, 
and they're going to have to change that because he's going to be in a small market. They're going to pay him $200 plus million and it's going to pick up. So it's definitely it's going to pick up for him, but he's must-see TV. He's the most exciting player that we got in the league right now. And it kind of reminds me, and I don't know if you, of how Derrick Rose took off, more mm-hmm. so than Allen mm-hmm. Ivey. Yeah, right. uh, when I think about his explosiveness, his, his, the way he attacks the basket, but also winning. I mean, we never talk about how good Memphis was this year winning. They won 56 games. So I just think all the ingredients are in place. and He's definitely one of the most exciting players that we got in this league. I can't go with that matchup. I know we just played that audio. He ain't really taking the challenge. He ain't guarding Steph, and Steph ain't really That's guarding true. him. That is so, true. I, this, 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 we keep this thing for real to lock room. So it ain't really a matchup. So we got to we gotta tell the people to run the truth. It ain't a matchup. They both on the floor. They occasionally guard each other every blue moon. But a real matchup, and I'm from the old school. I'm back in the day. You guard your man. Right. If John want to take it to that next level, go ahead and guard Steph. Put your boots on and guard mm-hmm. Steph. But I understand the game is called a little different. You can't be as physical as you want to be. So a lot of coaches try to stay away from the two best players guarding each other. But it ain't a matchup yet. I know John want to make it like that. And, and you know, they want to make it seem like it's, a, it's Steph versus him. But no, that's not that. And honestly, Jordan Poole is the second best player in this in, the, in this series now. I don't think whoa, that's whoa, 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 whoa. Twice, twice. I'm a Warrior fan. Who's the, who's the first oh, player yeah. then? If, if Jordan Poole's number two. Oh, John Morant's one and Jordan Poole's number two in this oh, okay. series of best players now. I mean, Steph has been okay, but he ain't, you know, Jordan Poole game one, 31-9-8. He, he badgered up game two with another solid game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, them two, these two guys are their two best players in the series right now. So, I think we got to look at that as well. Hey, Twan, let me ask you a question. It's LaShawn McCoy here talking to you. I'm a big fan, man. Even though you you beat my Lakers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Even though I ain't going to talk about that. But real quick, you talked about the old school. And I like the old school basketball a lot better. Yep. So everybody's always talking about these numbers that these cats be putting up. But if you really watch the games, you, you know, they set a pick to get on the weakest defender. They'll go on three different picks. To get the matchup they want, right? It'd be six eight dude going against the six three point guard. Right? I'm a Kobe Bryant fan and an MJ fan. Mm. They never ask about who's guarding me. You know what I'm saying? If it's Shane Battier, you gonna get this work, right? <laughs> I ain't gonna just keep switching up to get on a smaller point guard to score thirty. You could tell like the difference. I think from back then and now. Do you see a lot of that when they do the defense oh, adjustments? Oh, the game is totally different. It's, it's pick and roll and shooting three. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, look at the, look at the Boston Celtics and what they're doing. They shoot fifty threes a game right now. They they think that's going to be the formula to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. That's another story. But the game has changed now. It's all about pick and rolls. Mm. The game, the point guard, the point guard is probably the best position in the game from top to bottom. When you think about best players, so to have, be able to win, you got to have a really good point guard um, to win it in the league now. So it's definitely changed. And like I said before, these guys don't guard each other. Nope. So, I, and and you know, and I'm I'm a, I'm gonna have I got to shot a lot of threes for my side. So obviously, I I would love to be able to play in this era. Mm-hmm. I probably would have made two hundred more million dollars playing if I was able to what play. Was now average, what was your game. average from three from deep, <laughs> Twan? Like super percentage? I probably shot I probably shot eight nine threes a game. Right. Was probably my highest point. I had a couple. I had a couple that's years. A lot back then, though. Yeah, that's a lot. Back I had then. a couple. I had a couple years where I shot that thing like stuff. Like I shot like six hundred fifty threes. Ooh. I, I put them up. 
Right. But I'm gonna make two hundred and something now. I'm gonna make two hundred and some threes now. I'm, I got to Don't never worry about percentages. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm a value shooter. Mm. It's all about. So what's hold the difference? Don't get it. Matter. Okay. Close, close mouth. Close mouth. Don't get said. It's this not about percentages. Not. I'm a value shooter. I like and that. I make it when it counts. Ooh. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee Jay Doosable, with LaShawn, Shady McCoy, That's and right. Brandon Marshall. And we're talking to Antoine Walker, NBA champion of the 2006 Miami Heat. And we were talking about John Morant, right? And I know, Brandon, you got an interesting perspective of John Morant because I believe you he actually... Because you ain't asked me. I'm about yeah. to ask you right now. I believe he trained here at I Am Athlete, right? So just talk about your experiences with John Morant and, and how he was training here at I Am Athlete. Well, yeah, so Jaw definitely was here last year um, with one of our trainers, Mo Wells. I think Mo uh, would definitely play a big part in what he's going to do moving forward. Um, uh, you know, IMG Academy started mm. there and, and, and and you know, took the league for a storm by storm. Um, you know, when I when he came in, I didn't know what we were going to get, right? And, you know, he wasn't doing this back then. Right. And I'm talking about last year. Now, obviously, yeah. he he was John ja Morant and he was dunking over people. He's, oh. He was doing things that was just different, um, but not like this. Um, you know, one of the things that I remember when he first walked in was how big his legs were. Mm. Bro, it's like a running back. You know how y'all running backs are, bro? Like you might the calf muscles may be little, but you pull up the, the you know, the, the pants a little higher and their quads are just huge. Tree trunk, glutes right? are huge. He, he's built. Is he tall? No, he, no, nah, he ain't too tall. Not six, really. Four, six, three. Yeah, what, six, what's y'all? I think six, like two? six and one, six, two, huh? Yeah, six, that's it. Yeah, he, 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 bro, that's what I'm saying. That's, oh, the, wow. that's the thing. That's, that's why I took me by surprise. That's my thing. It was like, how is this dude, this little dude, he's frail too. He's skinny, you know, from a, you know, top up. How is this dude doing what he's doing? We just saw the dunk a couple, couple days ago yeah. where he w- went through the paint and dunked on the big mm. man. Bro, it's his legs. His legs are built like tree trunks. His legs are built like uh, a running back. That's the first thing that jumped out to me. Quiet dude, uh, you know, family oriented. You saw his dad, you know, uh, you know, you see his dad on his court side every game. Mm. He was here every day. Nice. Every day his dad and his uncle was here while he was working out. Right. I asked him to jump on Iron Man. He's like, nah, man, OG, that's not my thing. You know, I just want to come and train. So respect to that. But John Morant, uh, Tuan, going back to just the conversation of can this guy or will this guy be the face of the NBA for the next 10 years? I think it's a toss up between him and Luca, right? Right mm. now, Jaw has the edge because of what he whoa, did all whoa, year. Whoa, 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 whoa. And wait, also, you, wait, hold on. What happened? What you say? Luca, so, I know what you about to say, MB. You about to go to the Sixers? No, no, no. I mean, that's obvious. But I'm talking about what you say about Luca? No, I'm saying it's a toss up between you know, Jaw. Toss up? It is a toss up. You, you, you think Luca you, has the opportunity to be the face of the league? <laughs> you look his numbers up because you talking like you oh. didn't look his numbers up. Tell look his numbers up. Look the numbers. Up. I'm never Luca, wrong. I'm never tell, wrong. Tell, Luca, Luca, will you tell uh, Tuan? Tell this man, right. Luca, the real deal. No, no, no. Luca is the real deal. But I, only thing I say, I think the league and you guys, you know, in football and basketball is compared. Obviously different, but I think for basketball, I think the NBA is in the best position they've ever been in. Yes, you know, you come out of an era where Kobe and, and Kobe mm-hmm. ran the league for a long time, then LeBron right. had it. But they they've got like to me a legit six to eight guys that could carry yeah. this league. It ain't just gonna be about Ja when you think about the faces of this league because 
I look at Giannis. Giannis is mm-hmm. in his prime. He's, He's another one. He's still you know young. What I mean, you got I like I I love Luca. You look at Devin Booker down there at Phoenix. You know, he just now started to catch his stride. You know, you got got centers that's back in the game. Just think about this. We talked about the MVP this year. We didn't mention Kevin Durant. We didn't mention LeBron James. We didn't mention Kawhi. We didn't mention Kawhi Leonard. Steph Curry's in the the conversation a little bit early in the season. So you think about it. We got some new young stars in the league. So I just think the league is in a great position where they can build this thing around multiple guys. And that's what I mean about the national TV guys. You guys know how it is, especially in the NBA. When I was playing with Shaq and D-Wade, I was going to play 45, 47 of my games on national TV because mm. people wanted to see them. We'll see it's different right. now. Now you got now you got to go to Milwaukee and Memphis, these small markets. Mm. They got to get 40 games now because they got two of the best players in the league. So I just think the league's in a great position right now. Um, and kudos to John, man, to, to take off his way he did early on and be winning at the same time. I think it's more impressive. But look at the real deal, though. Look at playoff numbers are six, Shady. How about Shady, saying, hold on, hold on. His, his career he is crazy. He he's only 22 yeah, years old. Yeah. He's been the first in NBA like the last three years. I don't know if you know this. But no, listen, you don't listen. So, please say like that. Did you, you didn't think I was talking good about Luca? He was I mean, saying I mean, it's between just, the two of them. He was saying, yeah. This is Josh saying he had good years in the rookie year, right? It's all about what, what, how consistent are you, fam? Oh, so you're it's, saying Luca's one right now? Yeah, okay, yes. all right. I thought you were saying okay, okay, okay. But okay. now, nah, but Tuan, you you brought Antoine Walker. You brought up a really good point, right? Uh, when you talked about John Morant and being in a smaller market at Memphis, and I would throw this to, to Brandon Marshall. Like, is it possible because he's in a smaller market and a lot of Memphis games aren't on TV? You know, does that derail him from maybe being the face of the NBA? Absolutely not. Things has cha- have changed now because of social media, because, you know, some of these uh, players in the NFL, NBA, soccer have a bigger reach and more followers than not only the organizations, but some of the leagues. It wasn't long, it, you know, just last year. If you look at these numbers last year, we had like Odell and guys like Tom Brady had a bigger Instagram following than the damn in- NFL page. And the NFL said, hold up, wait, you know, right, we got to right. start collaborating with these guys. We got to do a little bit more, you know, because they can't be bigger than the brand. So mm. back in the day of absolutely, we wanted to get to L.A. Absolutely, we wanted to get to New York. Hell, that's why I, I left Miami and went to Chicago, the number two football market out there. Yep. And then I went to New York. That was strategic. You smart but I don't dude. think you need, smart guy, man. Yeah, I don't think you need that anymore <laughs> if you're like a Jaw Morant, right? Jaw Morant, like he has it all. He has the flair. He has the moxie. He has the attitude. He has yeah. the game. And it kind of reminds me of old school. Like what you said earlier, Twan, is this is a guy, you know, like, you know, what the league has evolved into. Think about that. The league has evolved into let's shoot the three ball. Yeah. Let's get rid of the big man. This dude plays the game like he's in the, the late 80s, the 90s, yeah. the early 2000s, bro. He's getting to the basket. The, the, the perfect comparison is D Rose. Yep. That was if good this one. dude yeah. develop a shot. Like, really, a dynamic shot, it's lights out. And I'm sorry, Luca. I love Luca. I'm with you there. But it's still, like, it ain't even a comparison, Check bro. Luca numbers right there in front of your I, face. I, I love his numbers. <laughs> I'm with numbers. you there. But we talking about a dude, bro. Like, he's 70% from free throw right now. We got to get up to the 80s, baby. He Come on. most 40-point. Yeah, but it's games. the flair, though. It's the yeah. flair. He got he got yellow streaks Race. going through his hair. <laughs> He's doing the gritty coming out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He got the whole right, city right, right. Like, well, I, give, I give you that. Yeah, I give you yeah. that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. This this is a great conversation. And as Antoine Walker said, the NBA is in great hands, right? Because before it was just you know 
Kobe was leading it, then LeBron, then Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. But now there's multiple guys that have the potential to be the face of the NBA. Speaking of the Golden State and Memphis game, oh, head yeah. coach Golden, head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, has some choice words to Memphis guard Dylan Brooks over the injury Talk of Gary Payton. He said that was a dirty play, right? And give you some background information. Warriors player Gary Payton II suffered a fractured elbow early in the first quarter after getting smacked by Dylan Brooks while Payton was going up for a layup. Brooks was uh, flagged for a flagrant two and ejected from the game. Afterwards, Warriors coach Steve Kerr didn't hold back when asked about the play. He said that wasn't physical. That was dirty. Steve Kerr also said that Dylan Brooks broke the code. So I want to ask Antoine Walker here, right? And we kind of talked about this before. Draymond Green in game one pulls down one of the Memphis Grizzly players, right? Gets ejected. Could that foul from Dylan Brooks have been some get back saying, well, I got to foul this guy anyway. Let me make it count. No, nah, I think it was too early in the game. If you, I mean, we talking about the first two minutes of the game. And if you watch that play, and I've seen it several times, Dylan Brooks is in a full sprint, full sprint trying to get back to just stop the play, to get back on defense. I think his momentum just took him, you know, into a wild foul right there. I don't think he really tried to hurt him because if you watch it, he hopped right up and tried to address uh, Gary Payton really quickly and tried to help him off the floor. So if he really wanted a hard foul, you walk away sometimes. When you hard fouling somebody and you're trying to, you know, send a statement, you're not going there to try to pick him up. And I think he, when he went there to try to pick him up, I think the referees did get it right. Um, Flager two kicking him out the game, but I don't think he tried to hurt him at all. Well, I don't think that's. Well, he doesn't have that ever, reputation. Yeah, go ahead, Tuan. I just don't think his reputation is. That's not that. That's not his, his reputation is to be a guy that plays dirty or. Or yeah. foul people hard. Yeah. I, I don't think you just. I don't think you just. That just happens overnight. You yeah. know what I mean, I think that's kind of just. It's got to be instilled in you. You know, Draymond's had altercations. Draymond's been in situations where he's fouled guys hard, so he's had that. You know what I mean? It's kind of like back in the day with Dennis Rodman. You know, any type of those type of antics with a Dennis Rodman is going to lead to an ejection. It's mm-hmm. going to lead to a fight. I just think this guy don't don't have that type of reputation for that, and it's unfortunate. I think we're looking at it hard because. Gary Payton Jr. may be out this playoffs. It's going to be yeah. unfortunate because this kid is having such a great year. But I want to talk about what's, what about this code? Because I don't know what the code is. The Ooh, code can right. play off. <laughs> you don't know what the code is? You know, know what know the, the code, code is? You never know who'll step inside the green room with Danny Green. One of the premier bus drivers of the 90s, one Mr. Charles Barkley. Listen, Kevin Durant's a terrific player, but he had a chance to be the bus driver, and he's never won a championship when he wasn't one of the other guys. And I was just trying to make the point, hey, you don't get to make excuses when you don't win. That's just the way it is. Listen, subscribe, and review Inside the Green Room with Danny Green on Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. Ryan Tannehill and his comments about him saying, I don't think it's my job to mentor him. Talking about Malik Willis. Well, he's gotten some flack for some, you know, ex-NFL players or retired NFL players and NFL legends. Matter of fact, he's gotten some flack for somebody that was right here on this set. Brandon Marshall, I'm going to throw it to you so you can go ahead and read a tweet from our teammate earlier today. This tweet is from LaShawn McCoy. That's right. Yeah, let me uh, speak to, uh, you know, my co-host, LaShawn Shady McCoy. Listen, 
you just retired, okay? I've been doing this media thing for a very long time. Okay. To be really good here, you have to have this, you have to have the skills, the tools, the science down, but you also have to prepare, okay? So preparing for this segment, okay, I go out there on Google and I type in Ryan Tannehill. What's the first thing that pops up? LaShawn McCoy calls out Titans Ryan Tannehill for saying mentoring rookie quarterback Malik Willis isn't his job. All right. That's right. Here's my thing, right? I said it. You said <laughs> that. That is not his job. Think about that. Yeah. It, it, is he supposed to be a good teammate? Absolutely. But the problem is you guys go out there and draft the guy in the third round. Is he making our team better right now? I just, I want help us win nine games the first year I got there. You know, y'all bring me in. Take over for Mariota. I went five, six games in a row. Then I come back and win 11 games, get us to the playoffs. Then I come back and win the 12 games, and we're number one in the AFC. <laughs> we don't have Julio Jones. We don't have A.J. Brown for the most part. And I still get us there. And then you go out there, and you don't go get me another offensive lineman. You don't go get me a, a backup running back. You don't go out there and get me another receiver right, right away. You know what I'm saying? What you made the, you know, you made some upgrades here and there. Y'all go get a quarterback. Right. Yeah, I'll be pissed off too if I'm Ryan Tantahill. You're saying that, but I'm not. I'm not <clears throat> against that, right? Only thing I'm against is that. Listen, this game we play, it's a team sport. That's what we are. It's a team sport, and until it ain't. Well, one second, mm. well, hold up. You're the quarterback. You're not no flashy wide receiver. You're not no flashy running back. You're the quarterback. You're the captain on the team. So my thing is, okay. For example, Tampa Bay they drafted. Um, Tasker, I'm saying his name right. <laughs> the quarterback, Tom Brady. Oh, that's oh, oh, no, no. <laughs> the kid from Florida. Yeah, the kid from yeah, Florida. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, go ahead. I'm sure Tom Brady's not like prime. I'm not mentoring this guy. It's a different but, situation. Oh, well, well, I, I think Tom actually kind of did that with let, Jimmy Garoppolo. Let, though, right? let me let me finish. Let me finish. When you're the captain on the team, you're the captain on the boat, bro. It's your job to lead everybody. So if this young kid, like I said before, if he gets hurt, I'm sorry. If Tannehill gets hurt. And I need you to carry the load for let's say it's a two, three week injury. We need these, we need this this win to get in the playoffs. We counting on you. But a young quarterback, not knowing how to study, not knowing how to prepare, came from a college, right? We all been there where we get in the NFL. I don't know, you got money in your pocket. I don't know what to do. But you got a veteran quarterback that can teach me how to study, how to prepare, how to get my mind and my body ready to compete. Because you might need this guy one day to win some games, to not even to take my job, to win some games. So when I come back off my injury, we go to the playoffs and compete. That's all I'm saying. We're a team first. Yeah, I'm but no, it's, it's simple. It's simple. Wait, 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 last point, last point. When I was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right, in my mind, right, I knew I was the, the, the best back, I felt like, out, out of the running backs. When Coach said, yo, we going with the younger guy, Shady. Cool. My now my next thing is I'm gonna mentor these dudes, get them right, coach them up. I could have I could have said that what he said. Oh, I'm not doing that. I got, I got a lot of stats. I got a lot of a lot of pride, right? And I'm, I'm real confident about myself. I didn't do that. I went to the mentorship and helped these dudes out because I wanted to win as a team. Totally different I'm a situation, team player, brother. Totally different situation. And me and Tannehill ain't on the same level. The Tom Brady, that you, come on, man. The Tom Brady situation that you brought up, totally That's different. Right. You know, dudes, you brought up a good point. Garoppolo, they went through some beef. That's why one of them had to be shipped That's not out. True. How do you know that? All right. How do you know and that? And then also what you're talking about, that. totally different situation. Let me call Gronk. Right so <laughs> here's what I'm saying to this is, is 
this is how you're supposed to do this, Titans. First off, if that's the plan, you're supposed to communicate with Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, you didn't why, communicate why? with Ryan Tannehill because he, he was upset. He, he reacted why? emotionally. Well, he had to do a press conference and didn't know. Here's how you solve that problem when you talk about quarterback goes down. Now we need someone to step in and, and do the job. You have a Super Bowl team. You have a Super Bowl coach. What do you need in this situation? You don't need to go draft a quarterback in the third round that they drafted to replace you. That You need to go get a veteran quarterback that can come in and be a solid backup like a Ryan Fitzpatrick if things oh, go left wow. we have a quarterback that can step in and can ride the sh- hold down the ship he's, until Ryan Tannehill come he's back that good? You think he's no that- he's not he fits their system that's all I'm saying Ryan Tannehill fits their system they want to run the ball and they want to play good defense why are you going to go out there and try to find, you know, uh, uh, a Tom Brady you're not going to try to find a Tom Brady you have what you need right now go win the Super Bowl go win the playoffs Go go compete in the playoffs at a high level. Excuse me. This this is I am athletes not I am your host Lee J Doosable with my co-host Brandon Marshall and Lashawn Shady McCoy, and we're talking about Ryan Tannehill and and him coming out and saying I don't think I need to be a mentor to Malik Willis and and Brandon was giving some pointers on why he thinks that there's nothing wrong with saying that. But this is my issue, Brandon. It wasn't like they took this guy in the first round, right? This is a third now. I get what you're saying, right? They should communicate if they're going to take a quarterback. I would say in the first two rounds, usually the third round, you're not guaranteed to, to, you know, be the automatic backup if they take you in the third round. Right. So like there, to me, I think there's an issue here. Like he should, should mentor this guy because they didn't take him in the third round to come in from day one and start. It's not like he's starting next year. Malik Willis, I don't see it. Malik Willis is going to need at least one to two years of getting to know the NFL game before he can really start. And then replace Ryan Tannehill. How, how, How old is Ryan Tannehill team? Let's see. Let's let's I see how old he's in his 30s. You talking like Ryan Sanders, like a it's a solid they could get player. I'm just bro. saying, like, just okay. think about it from a player standpoint. That's why when you said a team sport and all that, and I said until it isn't, he's 33. 33 we got quarterbacks yeah. playing till they're 45 now. Russell Wilson coming out saying, I'm gonna play 10 more years. They, they so no, that. no, listen, what I'm saying to you is this though, right? If you're a player, yes, we're so it's a team game and we're supposed to give back and develop the guys around us, but at the same time, we are competing. He's taking food off of that guy's plate. Is he? That's what I'm saying. The better better player should play. If I'm better than you, I'm going to play. See, the the, the mindset you think about is, man, he's probably going to beat me out. No, the best man should win. I agree with that. I agree with that. Never been scared of no competition. But but, but come on, think about that. Is that not not backwards? No. You draft a guy. You draft a guy to replace a guy. And now I'm sitting here saying, oh, let me give you all my little secrets. I'm going to give you everything to replace me right away. We're just saying mentoring. We're just saying giving them every single thing. Just Isn't that mentoring? That's giving them everything. The problem is, as a receiver, the quarterback position is the is 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 fragile. We keep talking about that, and there's a back and forth. Everybody have different perspectives on this. That quarterback position, you have to you have to approach that differently man you have to be in constant communication with your franchise quarterback when you make moves like this you have to communicate franchise quarterback he is their franchise quarterback no he's not no No, he's not see you're going off of the flair you're going off of the numbers i'm not not going flair i'm not going off of that nobody would say he's a franchise quarterback well what i'm saying is you paid them you gotta pay every quarterback you got that's facts if if, if a quarterback does decent for you you gotta pay him something yeah he ain't making 45 million i was like like uh or fifty million like Aaron Rodgers. You trade yeah. for the guy. The guy takes you to the playoffs in back to back years, and you know you pay the man. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, well, well, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill also had some other things to say, right? This Ryan Tannehill said he was in a dark place. And just to give you some background information, a Tennessee Titans quarterback spoke with the media on Tuesday explaining why he was a wreck earlier this year after his team lost 19 to 16 in the divisional rounds to the Bengals. Tannehill played poorly in that playoff loss to the Bengals, throwing three costly interceptions while completing 15 of 24 passes for 220 yards and one touchdown. We actually have audio of, of what he said in the press conference uh, Tuesday. It's a deep scar. You know, it was a, a lot of sleepless nights. Um, every time I closed my eyes, I was I was uh, rewatching the game in my head. Uh, didn't get a whole lot of sleep for, for weeks and weeks after the game. Um, was in a dark place and took me a while and a lot of work to, to get out of it. You know, it wasn't something that, that went away easily. Man, it's still a scar that, that I'll carry with me you know, throughout the rest of my life, you know, but just like a, a, a cut on your arm, you know, starts off as a wound. Uh, you're able to, uh, to heal from it and uh, it turns into a scar. It never leaves you, but it's always there and it can remind you. And now it's, it's fuel for me. Yeah, right, well, that's Ryan Tannehill speaking. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm betting on. That's, that's what I want to go in the foxhole with. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on. Ryan Tannehill was just speaking, saying that that's a scar, the loss last year to the Bengals in the playoffs is something that potentially could carry with him for the rest of his life. Now I get it from this point of view, right? Um, Brandon, we talked about this 2015. I'm with the jets. We travel up to Buffalo in week 17, right? Our record is 10 and five at the time. If we win, we get in right. Buffalo had a whole bunch of injuries on that team and we ended up losing that game. There's no way in hell we should have lost it, but we lost the game. That game affected me, I would say, all offseason. Right. Like, so much so that uh, me and Darrell Reavers, we actually left the week before the Super Bowl and flew all the way to Air, uh, Australia, right? And we made sure we flew back during the game so we didn't even have to watch the game because I felt like the team that we had, if we had just got in the dance, into the playoffs, we were going to make make some noise. So I, I could see how he said it, it affects him. I'm not sure about lifetime scars because the next season, you know, I had to play and, and get ready and try to make it back to the playoffs. But... I get from a competitive standpoint, right? Because you never know if you're gonna make the playoffs again. Like, and maybe that's what he's thinking in his head. I know Shady, you had some some strong opinions mm-hmm. about Ryan Tannehill saying, you know, this is something that's gonna affect him for the rest of his life. But what's your opinion on what Ryan Tannehill said at his press conference? He's he probably never been to nothing real serious. It sounds like, but no, on a serious note. <laughs> on a serious well, hold on, note, why, why do you say that? Come on, man. It's like it's a game, bro. Yeah. And, and I watched him play. He's had a lot of bad games. So that lets me know if he's that hurt about his performance in the playoffs, yeah. he's had a lot of bad performances. So he should have so many scars, mm. right? Let's just, I'm just being honest. Yeah. And I, I think, like, as a ball player, I hate losing. I hate losing, right? Yeah. I don't shake hands after we lose, which is bad. I, I tried to work on it when I was playing, but it's, it's hard. It's hard, I, I 100%. Losing. So I understand that. I just think that. It's not the end of the world. There's so much thing going on in, in life. So why yeah. you ain't shake right. hands then? If it yeah. was not the end of the world, Good question. But I don't. I don't take that. I don't take that home. Uh, I leave it at work. I go home with my kids, with my family. You know, I try to mm. reset my mind so when I come back, it doesn't affect the way I train, the way I work hard. It may be motivation, but it's not gonna be a, a, a scar for the rest of my life. And I, I think he's saying that just because I bad he played. He threw a lot of picks that game. Was it three? Three my, of them. My yeah. math was off. Was it three, four? I'm sorry. <laughs> look, look, it was three, but uh, one of them wasn't on him. Three, it was a tip three, ball. Three picks. He lost yeah. the game. Team pick. And, and I think, I, you know what? I will say this. He he plays well enough for, for his team to win. I, I got to give him a lot of credit, right? But on the same note, it's like, come on, man. 
Like, I don't know if that's like a media stunt. You want people to feel bad, like, oh, he really loves his game. But like, listen, you've had a lot of bad games. You have a lot mm. of lot, a lot of bad scars. You never said this before until now. I just don't, I don't buy it. So so and you buy it. I so Shady, so Shady, what was probably your worst career loss in the in the NFL? Um, mm. I've had a lot, right? Yeah. But one thing I've learned from a lot of the Greeks, like Kobe Bryant's and that Mamba mentality, like guys like Michael Jordan, they never take it home. I miss a shot, I lose the game. I don't take that home. Right? So I none, none of those games ever affected I don't even, you. I don't even remember no fumbles. I, I fumbled the ball, lost games. I remember my, my rookie year, McNabb threw me like a um, well, it was a preseason game, but he, he threw me this this pass, easy pass, flare out, hit the top of my helmet, my night game. I lost the ball in the, in the, in the light. The, the guy scoops it up, goes, runs all the way down for a touchdown. I was a rookie. Wow. I'm thinking, like, well, I'm embarrassed. Like, wow, these guys drafted me second round. They're probably like, what, what do we have here? But <laughs> that's a sign of, look, man, it happened. Bad stuff happened. I moved on from it. I yeah. got better. I moved on. Well, but Brandon, I'll ask you this next <laughs> this next question, Brandon. I know you just looked something up, but hold on. This next question, with Ryan Tannehill saying what he said and him being in a dark place, how do you think Ryan Tannehill feels now that A.J. Brown has been traded, his number one receiver? After their loss this past year, you know, to the, the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, that's that hurts. You know, uh, Ryan Tannehill over the last couple of years, you know, I actually not, know Ryan Tannehill. He still lives down here in the South Florida area. And, um, you know, the last couple of years, he's he's done a great job of bringing in all his running backs, his tight ends and wide receivers, building that rapport and doing a great job behind the scenes. That's nice. So that chemistry and continuity that that, that you guys see on the field, that stuff happens in the offseason. That stuff happens when you go to dinner, right? When you go on double dates, et cetera, et cetera. And so that hurts. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the most important relationships in the entire building is that relationship uh, with that quarterback and that number one receiver. And so he he definitely it definitely hurts. They were close. Uh, AJ AJ Brown was played a huge role in that offense. It got him going. It was uh you know uh you know he he was that that what is it called that the the blanket what is the security blanket yeah, safety blanket that safety blanket for yeah. him right just drop back and, and and throw it up you know they 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 ran a lot of you know play action and 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 runs you know plays off the keeper game meaning the boots. And he was always there for him. So that's definitely going to hurt. Yeah. And and to me, like, uh, we'll see where this Malik, you know, Willis and Ryan Tannehill situation goes. It can go to so many places. But again, I just feel like if you're Ryan Tannehill, like you're a veteran guy. Yes, Malik Willis got drafted in the third round. You had no idea. But it wasn't like they, you know, drafted this guy in the first round to come and replace mm-hmm. you right away. I think you should, you know, lend a, a helping hand because you're supposed to be a teammate, I know, Shady, you got one more point. No, no, no. Oh, hey, Shady, we're, we're talking we're, no, 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 no. Let me talk about, about, yeah. we're talking about big losses here <laughs> and embarrassing <laughs> losses. In 2013, <laughs> Brandon Marshall was hurt. played the Philadelphia Eagles, right, <laughs> in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. The sco- you can't guess the score. It was close. One. It was a close one. So eleven. <laughs> Fifty-four to eleven. They put a fifty burger up. And you don't even want to know my numbers that game. Crazy well, work. Numbers. I ain't gonna tell you. <laughs> when we when we was at work. <laughs> I am athlete tonight is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. Support I am athlete tonight with a five star rating and by leaving a review that's a big deal guys stop being lazy pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast want more catch the full two hours of i am athlete tonight weekdays at 7 p.m eastern on mad dog sports radio 
SiriusXM channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Serious XM Podcasts.